It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Barringer, great catch to Muhammad. Muhammad went upstairs, and the little man, five foot nine from California, grabs it for 19 yards. I just love to watch this kid play. I, I, I think there are some kids who just will themselves to greatness. And Abdul Muhammad is that. I watched him against Oklahoma. Every single time that Nebraska had to come up with a big play, it was that guy right there, Abdul Muhammad, making the plays, got the bullet in his backside, destroyed his liver last year. He just keeps making plays. Let's bring him in. It's been too long. Let's bring him in. Let's go one-on-one with a great one. Let's bring in Abdul Muhammad. Abdul Muhammad, how you doing, brother? Where you been? I'm, I'm doing great, man. Just living the life, coaching, and uh, getting some things in place uh, for the younger football players in the state, trying to trying to help the big red out. It, it seems to me like there are a lot of former Huskers who – are in the area and who have eyes on what's going on, it is your program too. So right. when you, if I were to ask you to give a state of the union, what's the state of the program? Where does it stand in your mind as, as one of the Huskers who deserve to speak on it? I tell you what, man, I, uh, we haven't been able to get the victories, uh, but as far as competing, especially in the games where we were playing the really good teams, those guys are out there really competing. You know, I've been very proud of the product that I'm seeing as far as competing-wise against these major college teams, you know, Michigan State, Michigan, you know, those teams. And so uh, I think that, you know, we we headed in direction, but the, the, the record doesn't show it. But I think that this team is definitely better than teams of the past. Let let me ask you this: What can be done to fix the things that ail this program? Man, I tell you what: uh, the thing that's just mind-boggling is that every fourth quarter, right? Every fourth quarter, we're about to do something that that is going. Give the other team an advantage and uh, they seal the victory for the opponent. Uh, and so, I know one of the things we used to do, man, we used to run about on Wednesdays about ten plays. You know, with Coach Osborne, and it was just you know major plays. They would change it down the distance, and we would just go at it ones against ones, right? And just tough times. Uh, it just seemed like in the tough times in the fourth quarters in the close games. We just can't seem to make the plays we need to make to win the game. Coach, it's if if it's you, do you go to plays that you have had success with in those moments, right? Or do you go to the thing that you're holding in your back, back pocket? What do you coach from? It just depends. It's, a, it's a, like calling offense, man. It's a flow of the game. 
you know, you kind of get a flow of what, what's going on, how people are lining up when you call last, uh, what uh, defensive coaches are doing when you line up this way. Uh, and so it's a, man, it's it's a process. And so you kind of go with what what you know. You know what I mean? Uh, there's been times, man, like in the Michigan game, we just caught fire and uh, Scott was just calling the right plays. Like we just caught fire out that third quarter. We just came out real hot. And uh, it seems like there's times in games we do that. Just come out and we're calling the right plays at the right time. Uh, but then I don't know what happens in the fourth quarter. How does how does the conversation go in the locker room after one of the game, any one of these games where this where you feel like look you put yourself in a position uh, to have a chance to win a game, which is what you strive for, but then you're not making plays. What if Scott Frost says, "Hey, Abdul Mahan, I'm going to give you the locker room after a game." What are those conversations like between players? Man, that's tough because I'm not, you know, I'm not in that predicament they is. I don't go through the daily practices with them, so I don't know the, the mood and the, the culture there. Uh, but one of the things, man, you got to have guys, your leaders step up, guys that, you know, sometimes, man, your leaders, DP, ain't the guys that's doing all the talking. You know, a lot of the leaders, man, when I when I played at Nebraska, man, were guys that did the walking. Mm-hmm. You know, guys just quiet, but the guy just steady out there putting work in. Right. You know, and, and that's, that was the model. You know, every now and then, uh, like we had an instance in the Orange Bowl, we just, you know, one of our best blocking receivers just was not having a good game blocking. And, you know, he started getting down on himself, man, and I had to get on him. You know, and I'm usually not the guy to get on somebody. Uh, but I had to get on him, man, and, and he turned around. Uh, and that's in Coach Brown's book that he that he wrote a while back. Uh, but that was one of the only times I had to step up because I was usually the guy, I'm going to go show it on the field, and I want you to follow. Uh, and so you got to have more guys do that. You know, it's good to have your rock, rock guys, but it's always better to have guys that are walking the walk. You need those guys 100% of the time. Yeah. I'm I'm talking to Abdul Muhammad, uh, one of the Husker great receivers, played uh, with those championship teams and uh, under the legendary uh, Tom Osborne. How would, how would Coach Osborne handle friction? So let's say there's friction, there's a thing that's keeping you from being the high-caliber team that he thought you should be and you thought he should be. What would he? How would he engage? What would he say? Well, one of the things he did early on, man, is just continue, especially my first two years where we were losing one or two games, losing the bowl games. Uh, it was just being able to keep guys motivated and seeing the, the long picture, right? So the long picture for this team is not you know, national championship, of course. Uh, it don't look like it's a bowl game. Uh, but just getting better, you know, guys, the majority of guys will be back. So how do we get better to where next year we can overcome and start winning these games? And Coach Osborne was one of the best at that. Uh, you know, our first two years didn't go like he thought. We had the talent, but we lost some close games. Uh, but that, that junior senior year, you know, it turned around when we started winning those close games. 
Coach, you've had to help build a new program at Benson. Uh, what's been the biggest hill to climb for you guys? Man, it's, it's, it's tough because, like I said, we hadn't won a game in four years. Uh, you know, you got a lot of haters out there, uh, you know, talking down on the program. And, man, I just love it. That's, I told Coach Mackey when I, when I accepted that job, uh, that, man, I want to be one of the most hated coaches high school in the state. And I'm going to work my way towards that. Um, there's a lot of guys doing that now because, you know, we got the junior program that's doing really well. Uh, guys are maturing. Most of those guys will be at Benson with us. And so, man, I'm looking so forward to what we have going on at Benson, but also uh, – doing some things with the university where some of these guys are looking at the university. And so uh, there's some things behind the scenes, uh, BP, I'm going to let you know about, man. i got to get you involved. But uh, it, it seems like they're ready to do some things. I'm, I'm here for you, brother. You've been here for me. I'm here for you. You All you got to do is text, you know, uh, I'll posse up and show. Um, that's important to me, and I appreciate you even considering me for, for something you're going to do. Um, yep. at, from the you know from the defensive side of the ball, and you've got your hands in this thing, so you understand one as an offensive player how you would attack defenses, right. and you also know the things that are difficult, things that make it difficult for an offensive player. So, uh-huh. what are those things from a receiver standpoint? Because Ohio State's going to come in here loaded with receivers. Man. What what can what can be done to agitate, irritate, and and just frustrate great receivers? Well, a quick little backstory, DP. One of my really good friends, who's a big time Husker fan, but now Ohio State fan because his son there. Yeah, is uh, Uli Olave, Chris Olave's dad. Mm-hmm. All right, and so he's the star receiver over there at Ohio State. Uh, but I know as a receiver, one of the things that, in just football period, mm-hmm. is hitting people. You know, you putting your hands on people, hitting people, being aggressive. Uh, you know, I know DBs nor receivers like that. You know, when we were blocking all the time, the cornerbacks hated that. Mm-hmm. You know, about third or fourth quarter, when we was up 40 and 50 points, you know, they would be begging us to stop cut blocking and blocking. Right. You know, you up 40, why are you still blocking? Uh, so uh, they hated that kind of stuff. And so for receivers, it's the same thing. Getting my hands on them after catches, being physical to the tackle, uh just being mean-spirited, you know. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that receivers hate is uh, guys that come out and play tough. It, when you look at this year's version of the Huskers, is there a physical toughness, especially on the offensive side? I think defensively everybody would say this team is, is physically tough defensively. Yeah. Right? They'll, they'll pop yeah. you, come up and bang you. But is the offense, our receivers, I mean, these are bigger guys than you were, but they're not, they're not half the blocker that, blockers that you were. So what, what is it? What can be said to today's receiver group? Because, uh, look, if they block on Saturday, a lot of things go much easier than, than not. That is true. One of the things I found out, too, is that a lot of, uh, with these new offenses and this running, shooting, this passing-oriented offense, and this man-to-man bumper run, a lot of coaches are instructing receivers to run DBs off. 
Well, at some point, that guy's going to turn around and know it's a run, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, I'm, I'm a big component of the reverse way, man. Get, get in him, get him blocked, uh, make it a physical game, wear him down, because uh, people do get wore down. So uh, I don't know what they're teaching the receivers out wide in Nebraska right now. I don't know if they run off guys or block down guys. Uh, but I know Coach Brown is still down there. I know what he would prefer. If if I if I asked you this, were you ever in a huddle where the the guy who had been the most active offensive, let's say it's a running back, let's say it's a quarterback, is there ever a time where 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 you you're in the huddle and you recognize that your dude is is done, like he's worn out? What do you do? Wow, that's a that's a good one, man. I've never been in the huddle, uh, and that has happened. So I don't. I don't know, but coaches would have to recognize that. But more importantly, I would say players, you know, that player. You know, if you're tired and, and you feel like you need a break, man, it's important that you let your coach know you need a break, man. It's not like you're going, not going back in. And so you would definitely be going back in the game. And so you you might need to take a break, depending on the circumstances. Though it's a fourth and one we needed, and you the guy, man, you got to suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because because and, and we and there's a word that's used is trust. Like you trust the guy behind you and next man up. Yeah. But if yeah. you're if you're the guy guy, right? If you're the that's guy, right. that that's sometimes right. you feel the burden of that. I look, I've got I got to stay in here, and even you know, eighty percent of me is better than the dudes that's behind me. That's right. Um, but is that really is that good, or is that just necessary? Man, I think it depends, man, on the position. Uh, you know, because those guys in the trenches, man, they going at it every play. That's the only position on the football field where you're going to get hit and you're going to be able to hit somebody every play. It's in those trenches. Uh, and so some of those guys do get kind of tired and more down and might need a break here and there uh, and need to come out. But everywhere else, man, you, you kind of got to suck it up and get it done. I couldn't imagine myself on a big play on offense back in the day, and I'm coming out, uh, coming out the game. You know, I was just at the Michigan game. DP, crazy story. Uh, they was honoring Brooke Barringer, so his mom and family was there. And uh, so after they honored her, I come up to her, uh, introduce myself, and she say, "You know what's funny, Muhammad? I was just asking Coach Brown earlier." Whatever happened to the guy that was catching all my son's passes? Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, it was nice to, you know, see her again and, and talk with her. Man, it was it was a good moment for me. Here's the thing, though: you are so legend amongst the the, the 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 players who carry the most respect in the program. You're pretty high on the list because of the work ethic, and then your heart. Your heart, yeah, is what they speak about. How does it happen, right? That 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 players get missed on guys who are maybe undersized, or you, know, you could be an inch too short, or you could be ten pounds too light, or whatever it is. And we haven't figured out how to measure heart yet, and that's problematic. And I think there's some players being missed because of it. And that's always going to be the case, you know, uh, guys talk all the time about now, you know, guy asked me, 
a couple of years back, you know, with the, the size limits, what everybody looking for. Do I think, uh, you know, I would have been recruited like I was. Uh, but yes, man, it, it's this new age where they want you a certain size and want that ability uh, to be there also with the size. That's hard to do. You know, it's hard to find a guy. Six three six four that can move like Barry Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. A guy who just can't. You know, you're not going to guys that can do that. Uh, and so there are there's still a place for guys like that. And now and then you're gonna see them pop up. Uh, you know, in all these teams, to where a guy might not be the size that everybody was looking for, but he's just making plays. Yeah. Yeah. I I I my my heart breaks for 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 some of these young folks who are out here trying to get it done and can't get a break. I think that the University of Nebraska has an opportunity to reroute and redirect uh, where the program is yeah. with with yeah. with be, with better selection of players, of people. Forget about the like the player part of it, but the people because there are dudes who are willing to go out there, and if they needed, you know, proverbial, proverbially to run through the wall, those dudes would do it, and then look back at you and say, "What? What's next?" I think there's room for more of those people in the program, in order for you to practice better, to have better competition at practice, and I, it's not that complicated because you would be the shining light. I would just simply say, "Listen." If you you know you give the eye test to that to to the athletes that was on those teams that you were on, they wouldn't pick you first. <laughs> no, no, right. So how do we get no. over that hump of fear? No. Of of of. And you know what's crazy? Uh, with that being said, they wouldn't, but a lot of my teammates would. You know, because well, we know the importance that some people play to winning those championships. Uh, I see it a lot defensively. But you have to remember, during those days, we were like that on both sides of the ball. Yeah, you know, we we coming into the game, uh, you know, hoping you want a confrontation, wishing <laughs> you want a confrontation. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you right, know? right, right. This is Cedric Entertainer. I wish. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. Oh. He, he won a confrontation today. Right. Well, so here's the question, and, and it, it's a point of interest for me. Would you get recruited by Nebraska today? I think I would. They recruited Rondale, uh, some other, uh, you know, Spielman, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and when they turned on that high school tape, man, just not myself, but. Our high school team, man, we just we just trying to smack people, man. Just, when we don't have the ball, we block it. Uh, you know, that was already in me. Winning was already in me. Yeah. You know, as I told you before, man, it just so happened that in my recruiting class, we had like seven state champions. You know, winning was just in us. It was going to get done. But how does that bridge get crossed here? Because that, cause, that would lead me to, to, to ask if – the new recruits are all coming in with championship rings and full, full Leatherman jackets. Was was that what my coach used to say? His leather jacket's full. Like this dude's done a lot of work already. I'm yeah. not sure that talent alone is the same as talent that already knows how to win because winning is the most difficult thing. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. And if you you watch, uh, so I got this NFHS learn, uh, network football games, right? So you can almost watch any high school football game mm-hmm. uh, on repeat, on demand. So I was watching a, t- a lot of the top teams in every state. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to me that out of all the top teams, offensively and defensively, I see about 10 guys that can play Division One football. But not all teams will probably have Division One scholarships, but there's at least ten on each of those teams that can play D one football. From what I see, the way they play football, that that number is 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 remarkable. And I would ask that in the space that we're in, whether it's you're talking about Omaha or Lincoln, is there enough talent? And and we're talking about a large number. Is there enough talent in the state? to be a constant feeder to get Nebraska back to where it's supposed to be? Without a doubt, because you're still going to have guys from other states when it comes to Nebraska, right? So you, you, we, we had the, like the best mix of kids, you know, during that time, California, Florida, Texas, Nebraska. Uh, it, was, it was special. You know, we had the best. Coach, I was born, got the best of the best in Nebraska to come to Nebraska. And there's still guys like that. Uh, they'll be coming up pretty soon. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm working on uh, with the university. Uh, but it, there's some things about to happen. Because uh, now I have some skin in the game to where, you know, I can talk a little different to recruits. It's necessary. It'll certainly be helpful. But I'll say for for all the former Huskers who are willing to go out and put their their reputation, their voice to adding more talent to this Husker program, it's necessary, yeah. but it's good. So when for you to voice that, listen, I'm willing to put my voice on this thing. It's a step forward. Bravo to yeah. that. Bravo to that. Yeah. I would I, I would say this though. Um, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on Saturday in Ohio State? What do you think happens on Saturday? Man, when, uh, I'll be there for one. Okay, right? so okay. I'll be there. Uh, but I'm thinking that the Huskers are going to come out and play some football. The same way they've done against, uh, you know, these other teams, but they haven't faced a balanced offense like this one. Yeah. This, this one is a little different. To run in the passing, yeah, it is a totally different offense than we've seen all year. Yeah, uh, with playmakers all over the field, especially offensively. Yeah, so we definitely have to put up some points offensively in order for us to even be in the game. There's, there's, if all we the can't truth. do that. Uh, it's going to be a long day in Lincoln. Yeah, that's 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 it. Listen, two seven, you are a joy. It's a pleasure always. Uh, have conversations with you. You are greatly appreciated. Text me before you get to town on Lincoln on Saturday, right? So at least we can we can press palms. All right. Appreciate you, DP. Appreciate you too, brother. That's Abdul Muhammad, former Husker receiver. Look, man, if that dude tells you he's putting voice to getting more recruits in the program, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's meaningful. Let's toward the break. More one-on-one, 402-464-5685. Fire up the text. Fire up the questions. We'll get to them. Give me a what's up, DP.
Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.